they were selling off all these uh, club room white, white shirts. You know, when the riches at Greenbrier was trying to close down. So my brother told me about it. He was visiting. I said, oh, let's go. Hey, I, I am a, what do you call that thing? A, soc a soccer for discounts. <laughs> so I, I got there, and I took a cart. And I went to the, and I'm looking for my size. As soon as I found my size, and I was just throwing it into the, uh, into the uh, cart. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm throwing this thing, and I looked up. My brother was in the corner, standing in the corner. I said, what are you doing? Oh, you're praying. So, I said, well, what are you praying about? He said, no, you have to check with the Lord to make sure it's okay. I said, oh, <laughs> that's why I'm broke. <laughs> In my mind, hey, this is a sale. The price is good. The shirt is here. What is there to pray? <laughs> I'm sharing with you the things I learned. That's why this church is not in trouble financially. Because of these things. So I said, oh, okay. I didn't know you had to pray about it. I said, okay, Lord, forgive me. I learned something. Hallelujah. This was way before he taught me the glory test. You, you check the thing to see if glory will respond. Uh -huh. But how can you preach that to a generation? You go and charge it. You're wearing it, and you're getting compliments, and you haven't paid for it. Ooh, you talk about Ichabod. <laughs> the glory, I don't even know where you begin with the, with the thing on credit. The people that have money are praying. You go... Charge yours. Ooh. Yeah. You're going to grow spiritually this year. <laughs> uh, glory to God. Watch now. Take no thought for your life. What you shall eat. What you shall drink. Not yet for your body. What you shall put on. Remember now. I led worship and didn't have food to eat. I preached, I didn't have food to eat. He said, don't worry about it. Amen. That's how I could do it. It's the scripture. Amen. And then the moment I did it, I didn't have to worry about it anymore. Because before I finish preaching, there will be food. Amen. He will have somebody bring it. Or somebody will take me out. Or some, hey. Amen. You talk about him dazzling you. You have to give it to him first. And then he will show you that he cannot lie. That only happened for a minute. And boom. When it wasn't an issue, he always had it. And those things, I mean, the blessings started flowing right and left, right and left. Glory to God. You must come into it this year.
We are not depending on your job. We are trying to teach you the way of the glory. So God can intervene. Hallelujah. Watch. It gets better. He says, it's not the life more than me. He's asking you that. If you look at me, Satan has been fighting me. You know, even when I was in the womb. And up to today, you see, you know, I swear that's why I'm rushing to go change out of those, my, my wet clothes. Because those bronco things. God's people don't understand these things. If you look, Pastor Kreffler has cancer twice. Rob Parsley had the cancer of the throat. He didn't preach for one year. There's warfare. Like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) Watch. You have to learn the secret so that you should never start murmuring and complaining about not having clothes when you are healthy. He asked you a question. Is not your body more than the raiment? You better learn this stuff, eh? Whether you have the latest outfits or not, if God has given you a nice body, eh? And you're healthy. When you look at your body, you throw up both hands and say, Thank you, Lord. I may not have the latest. Thank you that I'm healthy. Thank you that my body is fine. You need to answer that question tonight and say, yes, Lord, my body is more than my raiment. My body is more than my outfit. My body is more precious to me. Transformational. It changed me forever. And all of a sudden, I have abundance of everything. Stuff will just come to me. People will just go buy stuff <laughs> and bring to me. Hallelujah. So, if, even in the few minutes we will pray, if at all, you just, even if you just take that 15 minutes and thank God that you are healthy. It might, it might prevent disease. It might prevent things we don't know about. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. Watch. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bonds. Yet, your heavenly father. He said, these guys don't have any provisions made. But your heavenly father takes care of them. Is it? Are you not much better than they? So when you are worrying or you're making noise, you are telling him that in your heart that the fowls are better than you. 
But he says, aren't you better than the fowls that your heavenly father takes care of? Even though they don't have investments, they don't have all these things. That's what I keep telling some of you, still going through this thing. You have to come through that uh, uh, valley of the shadow of death by faith. And as soon as you cross it, you are done with it for the rest of your life. You come through it. And lack leaves your life. Things will just happen supernaturally. You have to answer these questions tonight. Aren't you better than them? Watch. This is, this is my, my secret sauce. He says, now, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? Even for you, vertically challenged friends of mine in the room. Say, can you make yourself grow? What's a cubit? An eighth of an inch. Can you make yourself grow by worrying about it? You know, I had a miracle some years ago. I was in front of the church after the noon service, and I had these young men, and they were you know, just greeting and making jokes around me. I said, hey, you, so come here. You, you want to play basketball? And he said, yes. I said, but they're too short. I said, come here, I'll make you grow. You should have seen their faces. I laid hands on him, boom. After a few months, he has stretched, I don't know how many inches. It was, I didn't know the words then, I didn't know it was unctions. Touched him and he grew. When he has stopped growing. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm messing with. Anyway. <laughs> she tells me all the time, I like my height. I say, no, you need to grow. <laughs> okay, now watch. Now watch. She says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. These are all the process of transforming wool into fabric or into thread. He said, I don't do any of that stuff. Watch. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. What was the difference? Solomon's glory was all the things he put on. But these things have their glory from within them. <laughs> he says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe ye? Oh ye. What are we dealing with? Little faith. That's what the issue is. Little faith. What is the evidence of little faith? You have your eyes stuck on the circumstance. When your faith rises, you look away from it. Why? Looking away from it, it is you transferring it over to God. Amen. Watch. 
Therefore, take no thought, saying. <laughs> I've been teaching it for years that no thought is original. He said, thoughts are fed you. He said, don't take it. So Satan hands you thoughts of bitterness, thoughts of anger, thoughts of fear. He said, don't take it. How do you take it? Once you repeat it, it takes a hold. Take no thought. Say it. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Uh-huh. He said, don't say it. But the reason I'm smiling is, even when we have food, but we don't know the option we want. I don't know what we're going to eat. <laughs> you think about it, just the, in the process of deciding what you're going to eat, you do exactly what he says, don't do. And we've done it all our lives and don't know what's messing with us. And when you read it, you read it like a novel. And people tell me, I've read the Bible seven times. That just told me, you know, net, not nothing, net. If you can read it that many times, <laughs> it's not a novel. Look at this, I was arrested here, and I never got past it, and I changed everything. And for, till today, I haven't departed from it. You keep hearing me tell you I'm not chasing. I turned that over. Now watch. Take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things, he said now, this is how those that don't know God live. Did you notice how I can be praying in the Holy Ghost, and in the Spirit when they look at me, I'm just like a sinner. What you should do is, okay, Lord, what do you want me to eat? What do you want me to wear? You put the devil's game on his head, and you win it immediately. And then he, he ministers to you, and you go get it. But you shouldn't be pulling your hair out. What am I going to cook? Okay. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father. Hey, this one was, he just knocked the Gehenna out of doubt and unbelief. Your heavenly father knoweth. He said he knows that you have need of these things. He knows. Then what in the world does he want me to do? What does he want me to pray? That's the question. I came here to answer tonight. In the six minutes, watch. He says, But! You see now, he said now, you say you want to, that's what he said to me, you want to grow spiritually? He said, then first things first. 
He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now watch. <laughs> I was struggling with this in those early days. And then I will, I said, okay, I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. But I didn't know that I needed more light and understanding to understand how to seek the kingdom. So I will be praying. I said, okay, I'm going to worry about this thing. And I'll be praying. I start praying to God and just praying in tongues and worshiping God. And then the enemy will be messing with me. And I'm remembering the things that are hurting me and the things that need to happen. And, I, and after a few days, I say, well, this is not working. I need to go back to my list. <laughs> then I go back to my list. I say, okay, Lord, you remember? I, come on. Amen. I don't want to give you, you know, this idea that I just went, and just skid, and just skidded right through it. It was a struggle. Hmm. I would go, go, and then I fall back. Go, go. I didn't understand what it meant when he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So all these things can be given to you. Let me answer that question before you leave here tonight. <laughs> okay, now watch. Look at Luke 17. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God shall come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here. Or, lo there. Come on, let's read together. For, behold, the kingdom of God is... Boom! My eyes open. Oh! He told me that my first priority is to start seeking God so that his kingdom will come in me. Meaning, so God will start ruling me. And remove my rebellion. Remove my pride. And remove my independence. And he will give you anything you want. Thank you, Lord. The kingdom of God comes within a man. It's not a politics. Hallelujah. Woo! The light came on. That's when I became consistent. That's when I I fought against anger and all these things, you know. And all of a sudden, I started hearing from God. I started communing with God. And supernatural things started happening. The kingdom has come. And all of a sudden, my money just fixed. I don't know how. Miracles just started happening. <laughs> That's what we are told, yeah. Pray your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth. <laughs> but he's not telling you that it'll be done in Union City. It'll be done in you. Amen. In your relatives. <laughs> kingdom, kingdom is a king. It's a combination of two words. King and domain. A king ruling a domain. That's what kingdom is. So he say you seek it. 
that God will rule you. You, you are the biggest kingdom that won't turn over control. So let God win the fight. Keep praying. Let your priority be, okay, Lord, I want you to rule me. I want you to tear down these things in my life that are not right with you. You know where I'm slipping up and doing this and doing that. Okay, Lord, rule me, rule me. Let your kingdom come. That's your first assignment. Before you start asking God for anything else. Seek it first. He will give you everything. But learn it. The kingdom must come in you. <laughs> when you understand it, that's why there's few sons of God on the earth. All we have are saved people who are independent. You just have your own will and your own mind. No matter what the word of God says, you still think what you think. No matter what is preached, you still say what you say. Yeah, the kingdom hasn't come. Because when the kingdom comes... You line up with headquarters. God's agenda becomes yours. I'm not separate from him. Hallelujah. Beloved, did you catch that bullet? That the kingdom of God must come in you. And so when God says, seek ye first the kingdom. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. He's telling you to pursue that rule of God in you. And then everything you desire will be added to you. Because you are now being ruled by the king. That's what I'm saying. Everything you desire will come and meet you. But when you watch, when you have your gaze fixed on what you desire, that's why you're in a hurry. You're praying and praying. You feel like something, nothing is happening because you're focusing on the wrong thing. Don't worry about what it is you desire. Focus on this one thing, that he will rule you. Keep waiting on him and praying and worshiping him. You won't even know when you, you know, it's like you slide into it without even noticing when it happened. It's like somebody touching their pocket and say, wait a minute, what is that? And they pull out a pack of cigarettes. It's, oh, I haven't smoked. They don't even know the precise moment they were delivered from that nicotine. I've had so many testimonies like that. Who would believe that Josmaya used to smoke and couldn't stop even while she was teaching Bible study? But the thing naturally dropped off, and she can't tell you the day it happened. That's what happened to me after 17 years of being sick. I woke up, and I don't know when I got healed. I just discovered that I hadn't been sick in two, three weeks. I said, wait a minute. What happened? I used to be sick almost every week. Even one of my friends that brought me to Christ, he's a doctor in New York. He testified at my 50th birthday that I will be walking around in campus in high school carrying a pillow because I don't know when I will start running a fever and I need to lay down. And I'll just put my pillow down and lay down and cover myself with the blanket until I'm able to get back to the dorm. They were 
Malaria was my baptism almost every week. The, you know, the chloroquine injections, B-complex, all those things those years. Eh? Everything the devil had is like I had, you know. The chicken pox, tonsillitis. I remember all these things. One time I was taking, I think, 21 pills three times a day. Hey. And God comes. And you, don't, you can't even say the day it ended. So that's why I say, look king unto Jesus. Don't look at your stuff. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to be confused. You're going to sink. <clears throat> walking by faith is walking on water. Discounting Satan's evidence. And believe in God. You'll be amazed. He will show up. Boom. Before you know what happened to you. When you least expect it, he will show up. I love the scripture in Isaiah said, Thou shalt see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. When you are in agony, he said he prayed earnestly when he was in agony in the book of Luke. And he sees the travail of your soul. He said, okay, that's enough. And he comes. He comes. And what I love about his coming is once that thing is settled, he's settled. Don't matter what lie the devil is telling or running his mouth, he ain't going back there again. He's gone. He's settled. <laughs> solid believers, solid foundations, faith working in the now. In Jesus' name. You keep winning. You keep winning until they put you in the box. Amen. From glory to glory, from victory to victory, from faith to faith. I've never had to look back desiring anything back then. Mm -mm. It's always greater. It's always more glorious. It's always increased. Amen. We are poised for a great year in 2024. Yeah, that may be big battles initially, but what we are sharing, that's the answer. Looking unto him, looking unto him. The bigger the battle, the bigger the breakthrough. What a week. So much word, so much power, so much insight. Receive it. Honor it by putting a seed in the ground. Honor it by thanking God for the voice of resurrection. Honor it by telling others about this voice so they will listen to it and be transformed. doesn't matter what church you're going to. This voice will take you higher. This word will take you higher. Listen to it. Be patient with it. Hear the broadcast in entirety. Put your remote down. Don't suffer away. Watch it. Your life will not remain the same. 770-994-3777. I celebrate it. I just thank you, Father. Thank you for blessing the people. Thank you for honoring your word. Thank you for changing lives this week in the voice of resurrection. Receive, beloved. Receive in Jesus' name. Amen. The testimony is about. We love you. We have a clear conscience that we've done our best to bless you. God bless you. Bye -bye.